0: Now may God continue to give you increase and give you knowledge concerning this Word. And not only that, that, that you may delight in the law of the Lord and then meditate in it day and night, that, that uh, we may be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth fruit in the season. Amen. Our scripture reading tonight will come from 1 Samuel chapter 13, and we're going to, amen, start reading in the New King James Version, praise God, down through verse 15, I believe. And I know it's an unusual length of scripture, but we are in Bible study. And I think it's necessary so that you can get the just of everything that is being said. Amen. First Samuel, 1 Samuel chapter 13. Amen. We'll read down through verse 15. And then we're going to go over to Nehemiah 6. Amen. Nehemiah chapter 6, verse 10 through 14, that in the New International Version. We have a couple of scriptures we're going to do as a background but we'll do that as we uh, go forward. Praise God, we'll do that as we continue on in the lesson. But first, 1 Samuel chapter 13 and beginning in verse 1, and we're going to continue on in the thought, amen, that we had on last week in, in pertaining to fear. But this, um, the, the today's message will be, amen, the destructive nature of fear, the destructive nature of fear. Last week, we talked about, um, we with well, the last couple of weeks we've been talking about out of second chronicles 20 amen the uh Jehoshaphat and how he feared but he sought the Lord and the result of him seeking God amen and we've been going on about overcoming fear uh, but this week we're going to see the 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 uh, opposite of that the opposite of that so so Jehoshaphat will be our uh good example but this week Saul, is gonna definitely be a not-so-good or even horrible example, amen, of yielding to fear. Praise God. First Samuel chapter 13, starting in verse one, it says, and Saul reigned one year, and when he had reigned two years over Israel, Saul chose for himself 3,000 men of Israel. 2,000 were with Saul in Michmash and in the mountains of Bethel, and 1,000 were with Jonathan in Gibeah of Benjamin. And the rest of the people he sent away, every man to his tent. Verse 3, And Jonathan attacked the garrison of the Philistines that were in Gibeah, and the Philistines heard of it. Then Saul blew the trumpet throughout all of the land, saying, Let the Hebrews hear. Let the Hebrews hear. Now all Israel heard it, say, and uh, heard it said that Saul had attacked the garrison of the Philistines. Amen that Israel had also become an abomination to the Philistines. And the people were called, amen, together to Saul at Gilgal. That's important. That's important. Then the Philistines gathered together to fight with Israel. Amen. 30,000 chariots, 6,000 horsemen, and people as the sands, which are on the seashores in multitude. This is the number of... Uh, the Philistines of 30,000 chariots, 6,000 horsemen, when Saul had collectively, amen, 3,000 men. Glory to God. Three, uh, Amen, yeah, 3,000 men in total. Glory to God. So the odds are again is not in his favor. Verse six, when the men of Israel saw that they were in danger, for the people were distressed, that the people hid in caves, in thickets, in rocks in holes and in pits, Lord Jesus. And some of the Hebrews crossed over the Jordan to the land of Gad and Gilead. As for Saul, he was still in Gilgal and all of the people followed him trembling. Amen, the people followed their king trembling. Then he waited seven days according to the time said by Samuel. But Samuel did not come to Gilgal and the people were scattered from him so Saul said, "Bring a burnt offering and a peace offering here to me." And he offered the burnt offering. Now, now it happened as soon as he had finished, a man presenting the burnt offering, that Samuel came, and Saul went out to meet him, amen, that he might greet him. Verse eleven, and Samuel said, "What have you done? What have you done?" And Saul said, "When I saw." That the people were scattered from him, and that you didn't come, you did not come within the days appointed, and that the Philistines gathered together at Michmash. then I said, The Philistines will come down upon me at Gilead, and I have not made supplication to the Lord. Therefore I felt compelled to offer the burnt offering. Therefore I felt compelled to and offered the burnt offering. Verse 13. And Samuel said to Saul, you have done foolishly and have not kept the commandments of the Lord your God, which he commanded you. For now the Lord would have established your kingdom over Israel forever. But now your kingdom shall not continue. For the Lord has sought for himself a man after his own heart. And the Lord has commanded him to be commander over his people because you have not Amen. Kept what the Lord has commanded. Glory to God. Amen. Nehemiah, chapter six. Nehemiah six ten through fourteen. This is this is relevant for where we're going. One day I went to the house of Shemaiah, the son of Deliah, the son of Mah- Mahathabel, who was shut in his house, who was shut in at his house, and he said, "Let us meet in the house of God inside the temple." And let us close the door to the temple, because men are coming to kill you. Amen. By night they are coming to kill you. But I said, Amen, should a man like me run away, or should someone like me go into the temple to save his life? He says, I will not go. Verse 12 is key. I realized that God had not sent him, but that he had been he had prophesied against me, because Tobiah and Sanballat had hired him. And, and he had hired, amen, and he had hired to intimidate me so that I would commit sin by doing so. And then, glory to God, they would have a bad name. Amen, give me a bad name to discredit me. Amen. Then he praised and said, Remember to buy and Sandballet, my God, because of what they have done. Amen. Remember also the prophet Naodiah and how she and the rest of the prophets have been trying to intimidate me. They've been trying to make me fearful and in my fear act that way in sin that they may have a bad report, a bad amen to discredit my name. That's what the goal is for me to be fearful and then act that way. Glory to God, amen. In 1 Samuel, the 10th chapter, at the anointing, the inauguration of the first king of the united Israel, the last judge, amen, uh, Samuel, the last judge, before the time of kings, amen, is given of God uh, the assignment to anoint Saul as king, amen. None of this went over well with Saul, for the people asked for a king like the rest of the nations. Amen, but God yielded to the people and gave Samuel the task of anointing Saul as king. 1 Samuel 10, amen, um, it says that, uh, that Saul was looking for his father's donkeys, amen, and they sought for the man of God, and they found, amen, Saul. Saul told him of his life, and I'm paraphrasing and the things that would happen, praise God. Verse 6 says, then the spirit of the Lord came up will come upon you, and you will prophesy with the Amen with them with the prophets, and be turned into another man. And let it be when these signs come to you that you that you do as the occasion commands, for the Lord is with you. This is key. You shall go down before me to Gilgal, and surely I will come down to you and offer a burnt offering and make a sacrifice. A peace offering, seven days, Amen. You shall wait seven days. You shall wait till I come to you and show you what you shall do. Seven days, Amen. So the first thing that's relevant to understand the nature of the thing that God that Saul did in First Samuel, Amen, thirteen, which I mean, which Samuel himself says, Amen, that. You have done foolishly and have not com- kept the commandments of the of the Lord, Amen. The first commandment that God gave Saul, the first assignment for Saul to do, Amen, was number one: go to Gilgal, Amen, uh, and wait, Amen. Go to Gilgal, wait, say, Amen. Samuel is coming to Saul, Amen, to make a burnt offering and make a sacrifice of peace, and this is going to happen. Wait there, amen, within seven days. The first assignment, amen, to Saul, he gives him location, what's going to happen with the sacrifice, and he says to him, amen, you shall wait. That's the first thing God tells, amen, uh, Saul, the first king, is just simply wait. Glory to God, amen. And then Samuel is going to come and make sacrifice. Well, you're not qualified to make such a sacrifice. The reason Samuel is qualified, because when you look back in 1 Samuel in chapter three, you, amen, chapter two, you'll find out that Samuel, amen, was given as a Nazarite, the vow of a Nazarite, and his mother, amen, Hannah, amen, promised God, if you give me a son, I'll give him back. In his first days, amen, of serving God in the house of the Lord with Eli, he was a priest. His first assignment was a priest. Amen. And then afterwards, and you read in 1 Samuel chapter three, his next anointing, his next assignment was a prophet. God made Sam Samuel known as a prophet all the way from Dan to Bathsheba. Amen. And then his third anointing was he became judge. Amen. And that name judge, that name judge is literally translated deliverer. So he was the last judge in the time of judges. So Samuel stands at the crossroads between judges and kings. Saul is the first king of the united Israel at the request of the people. David is God's chosen man that after his own heart. When Israel asked for a king, amen, they were asking, they were really rejecting God. This grieved Samuel. But God told him, Amen, give him, give them what they asked for. Amen. The simple assignment that Saul, amen, had from the Lord was to wait. Amen. But fear has the ability to make one act, amen, eras- make irrational and hasty decision. Fear has the ability to make one, amen, act irrational and hasty. Make him act in a amen in an erratic in a strange way. The only thing he had to do was to wait on Samuel. Uh, but because when he looked around, surveyed a man, a fight that he picked that he shouldn't have been in, amen, and looked at and he saw that he a man was outmatched, outnumbered. The people was running away from him, uh, and that they followed him trembling. Glory to God. They followed him trembling. Israel never had to walk. Afraid as long as Samuel ruled. Amen. As long as Samuel ruled. In first Samuel, the set the seventh chapter, under one of the first assignments, God gave Samuel as judge. Praise God. Amen. After the sacrifice that Samuel offered to the Lord, Amen. Uh, the Bible says in verse 10, when Samuel offered up a burnt offering, the Philistines, the Philistines drew near to battle against Israel but the lord thundered with a loud thunder upon the philistines that day amen and so confused them that they were overcome by uh, before israel verse 11 and the men of israel went out of mespa and pursued the philistine and drove them back amen as uh, as far as below beth car verse 12 then samuel took a stone and set it up between uh, Mizpah and Shine S-C-H-E-N, and called its name Ebenezer, saying, thus far the Lord has helped us. Thus far the Lord has helped us. Took that stone, amen, named it Ebenezer. Verse 13, so the Philistines were subdued and they did not come anymore, amen, into the territory of Israel and the hand of the Lord was against the Philistine all the day of Samuel. All the days of Samuel, the Philistine was subdued by the hand of God. Amen. And not only that, verse 14 said, they took, then the cities which the Philistine had taken from Israel were restored to Israel. What they had taken was restored. Amen. From Ekron to Gath, and Israel recovered its territory from the hand of the Philistines also, there was peace between Israel and the Amorites. And this is under the righteous and the powerful uh, d- authority of Samuel. But there's a vast difference between the person of Samuel and the person of Saul. Once Saul, once the reign was handed over to Saul, all the favor, all of the privileges that came with Samuel's rule was no longer there. Amen. And the Philistines recognize that there had been a change. Glory to God. And so, and so, this uh, this Samuel this gave Saul the command in chapter ten. As the newly appointed king, the only thing you have to do is wait. Go to Amen. The location Gilgal. Go there. The anointing is going to come up on you. You're going to prophesy. Amen. God's going to bless you. Amen, and when you get there in Gilgal, just wait. Amen, on the way, amen, he and his son picked a fight with the Philistines instead of waiting. It's amazing what pride make you do. Pride comes before destruction and a halted spirit before the fall. Amen, and now they stirred up the hornet's nest. And now, amen, they're looking around. The people are hiding in dens. They're hiding in caves. Amen. They're 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 hiding, and some of them have crossed over the river back to the land of Gad and Gilead. Amen. And the rest was falling behind uh Saul, trembling. He's scared. The people behind him are scared. The one is running, glory to God, hiding in caves. They were hiding in thickets and in rocks, hiding in the holes and in the pit. No such thing had ever happened. Under the dominion and under the reign of Samuel, no such things ever happened. Amen. But this uh, Saul, God says, Amen. This is how what's going to happen, and it is going along as the Lord has said it would. Amen. So my first point is this: the only thing that Saul had to do, first of all, initially, was to wait. That's all he had to do was wait. Amen. Uh, in his haste because he looked around in the deception of his eye gate as he gazed around because he was not sure that the Lord was with him. He did not act like a king that God was with. He did not act like a king that God was with. He had the personality of one that did not know God and was a coward, amen? He did not know As a result of the fear, he acted hastily, offered the sacrifice, amen, and as soon as he had finished, Samuel showed up. If he had waited, I don't know, five minutes, 10 minutes, amen, but Samuel came at the, he said six days, seven days, Samuel obviously came at the end of the seventh day, but Samuel came within the appointed time. If he'd have waited five minutes, 10, 15, 20 more minutes, 30 minutes, I don't know the exact time frame, but the Bible said as soon as he offered the sacrifice, amen, Samuel showed up. So if he'd have just waited a little while longer, amen, he wouldn't have done this foolish act. If he'd have just waited a little while longer, amen, fear will would, would cause the believer to act in a hasty and irrational decision. amen, and will cause us to disobey the voice of God, the known command of God. The known command was in 1 Samuel chapter 10. He says to him, go to Gilgal, amen, and there, wait for me, and within seven days, I'm gonna come. The seventh day was not over, but fear caused, amen, Samuel to move in an irrational way, did not obey the voice of the prophet. Amen. In contrast, Jehoshaphat obeyed God, obeyed the prophet, and prospered. That's what the prophecy said. Obey God, obey his prophets, and you shall prosper. Amen. Obey. That's the deal. Amen. And so from day one, and from day one, Samuel, amen, Saul, amen, began to fail God and failed the people from day one. His first assignment was just to wait. Amen. Fear has a way, amen, of messing up the, the principle of waiting. Amen. It seems like it's easy. It sounds like it's just one word. We ought to be able to complete that. But in reality, amen. Uh it can be difficult to wait under duress. I'm gonna say that again. It can be very difficult to wait when we're under duress, when we're under distress. Amen. In the light bill. Is due, amen, before Monday morning. It's Sunday evening. But God said he's gonna handle it. Don't worry about it. But if God, it's Sunday evening and you haven't moved yet, amen. Sometimes our own level of expectation is the issue that will cause us, amen, not to wait the full time, amen. If God said he's gonna come before noon, makes no difference if it's 11.58 and a half, amen. Wait on the Lord. Amen. If, if he said he's coming at noon, if it's 1158 a.m. and a half, wait on God. If it's 1159 and a half, if he said noon, wait on it. And this is the thing that we are uh, dealing with in this hour. This is the thing that is important for us is that as we uh, progress, as we dispossess, as we go forth and possess what God is calling us to do in this hour— We have to have a level of boldness, a level of obedience, a level of detailed obedience. How about that? Detailed obedience that I will wait for God to the, amen, I will obey God to the dot and to the tittle. Amen. Saul's issue was obeying God in the face of external forces. Amen. His next failure Amen. So not we we know this out of First Samuel, Amen. Uh, Fifteen. What was, what was in the next one? But this is this is the the um, straw that broke the camel's back when he did not uh, completely utterly destroy Amalek. Kept back the king Agag and some of the choice sacrifices. Praise God and did not obey the voice of the Lord. Glory to God. It's those external forces that typically tend to trip us up. And so what are you saying tonight, apostle? What, what, what premises are you laying this on? We have to obey the voice of God, regardless of the external stimuli that will overwhelm our eye gate, overwhelm our ear gate, or the impulses of people that are with us. Amen. The people that were with Saul said, let's keep back some of this, amen, good stuff. Let's don't throw away everything. Let's keep back, say, man, some of these good, this king, let's don't don't mess up everything. Saul yielded to the voice of the people, then turned around and blamed it on them when the reality is God says, what did I tell you to do? What did I tell you to do? Samuel says to him, when you were little in your own eyes, did not God make you king? Amen. And to obey, obedience is better than the sacrifice. Glory to God. And so... This is the reason why I'm talking like I am. And this is the reason why the voice of the Lord is so urgent with us in this hour. We must take note, amen, concerning the uh, destructive nature of fear. Nehemiah says, amen, that the prophets that were hired by Tobiah, hired, amen, uh, by, amen, uh, this, I um, um, forgetting the name, amen, by this sand ballot, amen, that these were wanting to make me fearful and act that way so that they, they, they can give me, amen, a bad report. They wanted me to be fearful. They wanted me to act in a real fearful, strange type way so that they may have an evil report to report against me. In first, in Nehemiah the 10th chapter in the New Living Translation, amen, it says, uh, in verse 12, I realized that God had not spoken To him, regardless of their previous position, is it, amen, saying, thus says the Lord, is it the voice of God? Amen. Nehemiah says, I realized that God had not spoken to them because he had utterly uttered this purpose against me because Tobiah and Sanballat had hired them. Amen. And they were hoping to intimidate me, to make me sin. They were hoping to intimidate me. To make me fearful and amen, then cause me to sin that they would have amen be able to accuse and discredit me. That's the key: accuse and discredit me. Glory to God, because there's always demons plotting the progress of of uh, committed people. Say again: there are always demons that are plotting your progress. There comes a point they got to get uh, amen more crafty, more insistent, more aggressive because you are advancing the kingdom of God. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Amen. So so he could tell by the nature of the prophecy, amen, by the history of God, that that was not the voice of God. Amen. For what God had brought Nehemiah, what he'd done in his life, where he had progressed up to this point under the previous breathing and threatening and intimidating of Sanballat and Tobiah. Why now, with the voice of God, with the voice of God said, go hide. Such a man like me, hide. And then the place you're suggesting to hide, to desecrate the temple in my hiding. Man, that's, I won't go. That's not, amen, the voice of God. You got the right title, you got the right robe, wrong spirit. Right title, wrong, right robe, wrong spirit. Amen. And this thing is where we're getting, amen, on tonight is the destructive nature of fear. Saul became uh overwhelmed. His eye gate became overwhelmed. Because they said, amen, in 1 Samuel 30, that the Philistines were as and the people were as numerous as the sand of the seashore. Amen. They gathered together to fight against Israel. I'm talking about in verse 5: 30,000 chariots, six thousand horsemen and people, amen, as the sands which are on the seashore in multitude, amen. His eyes deceived him. His eyes deceived him, whereas in the opposite, this Samuel, this Jehoshaphat, they, amen, sought the Lord. The Lord gave the answer. The Lord gave the reply, amen. The Lord gave the instructions of what to do as a result of them following the lead of God Following the lead of God, they were victorious. Glory to God. They were victorious and God was glorified. What am I saying to you, beloved? What am I exhorting you uh, uh, in tonight? It's saying, amen, we got work to do and we, amen, have to be equipped ahead of time. Recognize the destructive nature, of fear. Don't let fear stop you from obeying him completely. Saul's only, his assignment was Two things. Number one, go to Gilgal. Number two, wait. And I'm going to do the sacrificing. I'm going to do the burnt offering. Because when you look at 1 Samuel 7, after the sacrifice, the Lord thundered. Glory to God. After the sacrifice, the Lord thundered. Release confusion on the enemy. Hallelujah. After the sacrifice. However, it was the it was not the sacrifice in and of itself that was important in the passage. It was who was doing the sacrificing. Amen. This Saul was not qualified to do the sacrificing. Amen. Fear caused him to take up on himself a title that was not his. Fear caused him to operate outside of his jurisdiction. Fear caused, Lord have mercy, Saul to operate outside of his assigned place as a king. As a king, that was not his jurisdiction, that was not his job title, that was not something that would be accepted by God, regardless of you being the king, that was not the instructions. that was not, amen. Pride comes before destruction and a halted spirit before fall, amen. Coupled with pride, fear caused him to operate outside of his assigned place as a king. You better hear me tonight. Amen. Fear caused him to operate outside of his assigned place as a king. And as a result, he offered the sacrifice, amen, that Samuel should have been offering according to the instructions of God. And then, as soon as he finished, Samuel came. Amen. No doubt he could smell the sacrifice. No doubt the fire was burning. No doubt he knew exactly what had happened. And the question was, what have you done? What have you done? Hey, man, I was scared. I seen this and I saw that. The people were scared. It said, man, you have acted foolishly. You have done foolishly. You have done foolishly. Fear has made you act foolishly. Glory to God. You are outside of your jurisdiction. God cannot accept this from your hand because you are outside of your assigned place. Amen. And you are not obeying the previous instructions. You got to get this in your spirit. You got to get this in your spirit. Amen. And I'm almost done. The difference, beloved, is in the details. Whatever God gave you to do, do it to the detail. Amen. The difference is in the detail. Faith is about detail. Amen. What you're seeing in the text is the contrast between faith and fear. Amen. Samuel operating in faith saw Amen by fear. And he says, and this is the key word that uh, Grab my spirit, amen. Uh, therefore, in verse 12, 12b, I felt compelled. Glory to God, amen. The Philistines were coming down on me from at Gilgal. I have made supplication, and I have not made supplication to the Lord. Therefore, I felt compelled, amen, and offered a burnt sacrifice. The Philistines intimidated him to the place where he operated, outside of his sign place, amen, he felt compelled. Glory to God, amen, not led by the spirit, not led by the spirit, but but pushed along by fear. Not led in the spirit, but thrust along by the spirit of fear, he was intimidated and acted irrationally. This is my exhortation, this is my encouragement for you. This is my amen for place for, for you to go back and look and ask the Lord for strength. Amen, do not allow, amen, your eyes to deceive you. Praise God. If God said, I'm coming, amen, he says, I'm coming. Amen, the, the sad part about the whole story was as soon as he had finished, then Samuel showed up. Say he'd have waited another 20 minutes. Say he'd have waited on Samuel, then that would have been a great victory. Praise God. But fear compelled him outside of his assigned place. And this is the point that I'm making. So I want to encourage you tonight. I want to encourage you tonight. As the Lord is leading us in this last phase, I feel like the last phase of the church era, there's great work that we have to do. And this is why I'm excited, amen, about this prayer walk. This is why I'm excited about the things that God has given Bogus to do. And this is why I'm excited about all that is happening in the house of God. Praise God with the people of God. Uh, Because he's making ready a people that's prepared for the Lord. Amen. This is my word and I'm done. In this season, we're going to be moved into some uncomfortable places. (laughs) Glory to God. In this season, we're going to be moved into some uncomfortable places. Amen. And outside of our comfort zone. God is calling us outside of our comfort zone to operate in faith. Faith will draw you outside of your comfort zone. But let us move with haste. Amen. Here's the word. Them that know their God will do exploits. Those that know their God will do exploits. So I'm, I encourage you in this. Glory to God. Go in this might of yours. Mighty woman. you mighty man of valor. Why? Because the Lord is with you. Amen. Go in this might of yours. Mighty woman. Mighty man of valor. Internal. That valor means internal bravery. Amen. And all bravery is a result of knowing. Amen. Amen who you are and whose you are, amen, for the Lord is with you. Whatever it is that God is telling you to do, do it with all your might, do it with boldness, for the righteous are as bold as a lion, knowing that the hand of the Lord is upon you and he's for you. That's the This is the point, and this is the only way we're going to make it. This is the only way God's going to be glorified, is amen, we do it according to his will, amen. Way to Gilgal, glory to God, I don't care what the Philistines are doing. Wait at Gilgal until Samuel comes. Bless his name. Wait in Gilgal until Samuel comes. In the name of Jesus. Father, I pray that your spirit would rest upon your people tonight, that they will be empowered with a level of boldness like never before to go forth and to complete every assignment that you release upon your people with a level of confidence, with a level of assurance, with a level of boldness, knowing this one thing, that you're with us. And Father, if you you are for us, who can be against us? And so we rejoice in that and we give you praise in that and we shout in advance for the victory is already yours. Your right hand and your holy arm has gained you this victory. And so we praise you for your mighty works. We give you glory for your hand of protection for what you're doing in the name of Jesus. And cause us in this hour to be more emboldened amen, than we ever have been in our walk, and that your name may be glorified, and heathens may see and know that there's a God, amen, in Texas. So we give you praise, we give you glory, you alone are worthy, we magnify you. God, we adore you for all that you've done and going to do, and those that know your name, those that are yours, will do exploits. In Jesus' name, amen.